Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a gl another glorious day in God's creation. Uh, welcome to Rise Up. My name is John Kowalski. Uh, today, I want to kind of recap 2020. I know we're almost two weeks into 2021, uh, but I feel like it. I should uh, go back and take a look back and and give some encouragement about what we've been through and, you know, what we have to look forward to at this point. Um, I'm going to start out with uh, some categories, just some basic stuff to look back at. 2020 was a definitely a weird and challenging year. Uh, I found a lot of solace in digging into the Bible, digging into studies in general, uh, even studying some politics, uh, which uh, I'm going to try to stay away from for a little while. Um, there, I'm going to talk about some a little bit in this podcast, uh, but I mean uh, on social media and in the world. Uh, I'm going to stay away from watching the news and, and um, during our church's 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, I will not be on social media, so if you need to contact me, you can uh, through email or by phone if uh, if you have that information. Uh, but uh, I just want to encourage people, look back at last year. We made it through it. Um, this year is starting out to be interesting as well, uh, but we can get through it as well. We just have to keep our focus uh, on God and, uh, and go forward from there. So uh, first thing I want to do is bring you a little recap. Uh, I hope this new year brings hope. Uh, I remember thinking this at the end of 2019, uh, but that didn't last very long, uh, that hope, uh, maybe in, in worldly things or... or you know, just, you know, this is going to be a better year. It, uh, it wasn't a great year for this or for that, and hopefully that improves. We have that feeling every year, right? Uh, but 2020 turned out to be one of our most challenging, at least in my memory, uh, and I'm not a young man anymore. Uh, the major events, uh, not, not a lot happened other than pandemic and pandemic uh, backlash. Uh, but if you do remember, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others died in a helicopter crash early in 2020. Uh, a tragic event. Uh, England left the European Union. Uh, that was a big deal back in January, February of last year. Uh, President Trump was acquitted by the Senate in his impeachment trial. Uh, that didn't happen very long after uh, 2020 began. Uh, Nancy Pelosi ripped up the State of the Union address right behind President Trump on li live TV. Uh, that was pretty early on. Uh, we got reports that Asian giant hornets that we nicknamed murder hornets were found in Washington state. So somehow they migrated across an ocean. Uh, and then from then on, we've heard nothing but pandemic or protest related 
information. Uh, it's it's been tough, right? Uh, if you turn on the TV or social media looking for something positive, unless you're strictly uh, keeping your feed to dog videos, uh, then you're probably not finding a lot of hope or positivity uh, in in the news or social media. Uh, the pandemic quickly became essential versus unessential, right? Uh, while essential workers were sent to work every day, the work at home and unemployment plus crowd went on the attack. Uh, I guess with all that free time, while those of us deemed essential were at work, um, anonymous people online verbally assaulted even those of us who had no choice but to go to work for being open, yet they showed up in record numbers, maskless and belligerent. Um, other people in the stores questioned our courage, the courage of the workers who were there, because we asked them to stand six feet away or wear a mask in the building. Uh, still, others re uh, refused to put on the mask that was in their pocket the whole time until they were asked to, and then wore it under their nose in visual defiance. Uh, this is still going on to this day, by the way, for those of you who don't go out much. Uh, we even had one thoughtful soul uh, in my particular uh, job that said he couldn't medically wear a mask due to claustrophobia, but he had no issue wearing the closed-faced motorcycle helmet that he was carrying under his arm. Uh, casinos and liquor stores were deemed essential in Nevada and other states, uh, but the courts ruled that churches were non-essential. Uh, initial lockdowns did nothing to stop the spread in New York and California, yet their answer to the second wave was more lockdowns. Uh, the new mantra on the left became follow the science, yet as always, or as seemingly always, they don't live up to their own slogans. Frank Turek, uh, an apologist and writer of the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, said that science doesn't say anything, scientists do, and they all have reasons for their findings. They're not always the reasons that you would hope that they would be. Uh, there is no science stating that restaurants are the cause for spreading the virus, but we close them anyway. Uh, there is no science stating that kids transmit COVID to each other or adults in large numbers, but we close the schools anyway. There's been no super spreader outbreak in churches that are open in many states, but just as many states keep them closed anyway. Uh, there are vast scientific findings for there being two genders, uh, but we should ignore that quackery because I want to be quote, gender variant, or quote, polygender, or one of the 62 other man-made gender uh, identities. Uh, there are vast scientific findings that a human fetus will produce a human child, but we should ignore that because we can't end those pregnancies in good conscience if we allow ourselves to admit that they are human beings. Uh, there are extensive scientific findings stating that even if the U.S. goes to zero carbon emissions, which is impossible, mind you, uh, for the rest of the century, that's 79 more years, uh, the global effect will be negligible because we are not the major 
world offender, countries like China and India are, and they're exempt from the Paris Agreement for 10 years. Uh, but you will get rid of your cars, fossil fuels, and suburbs by 2035 anyway. If you live in California, they're already passing legislation to mandate these things. Um, science, by definition, is observable and repeatable. This is exactly why evolution is a theory and not the science it is being taught as in schools. True science proves God in the Bible if you don't give in to the rhetoric of those who seek only evidence that proves their claim and ignore evidence that denies their theories and claims. Revelation 22:11 and 12 says, let the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. Notice, we're held accountable for our own actions uh, in the Bible. That's not the worldly way Uh, We're held accountable, or they want to hold us accountable for things we never did, never considered doing, never even thought of doing, and would never do. Uh, But because someone, some when in the past, did it, we're guilty. Uh, Romans 1.28, Furthermore, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, he gave them up to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do what ought not be done. It seems to be the world we're living in, doesn't it? Um, In the category of reading and study, um, as you guys know, I I, uh, pride myself on trying to be knowledgeable about things and not just post memes uh, that haven't been researched or post articles that really say nothing except for uh, an inflaming headline. Uh, I try to research that stuff and and when I speak something, it's backed up by some truth uh, or at least some research. Uh, in the area of politics, uh, I would recommend uh, Ben Shapiro's book, How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps or Dan Crenshaw's podcast, he's a senator from Texas, it's called We Hold These Truths. Uh, He has a lot of people on his podcast that don't always agree. He is a Republican uh, senator, uh, but the people that he has on, uh, he's trying to get both sides of the argument, which I find refreshing these days. Uh, If you must watch the news, try Newsmax for a more fair and balanced coverage if you get it on your cable channel. Um, The uh, network news stations, I think they're all reading from the same script these days. Uh, All you hear is the same thing. Uh, In the area of science, uh, Kurt Wise's book, it's actually the textbook for one of my classes called Faith, Form, and Time. Faith, Form, and Time. Uh, And it really discusses Genesis 1 and 2 and how science shows that Genesis 1 and 2 are not only plausible, but 
as the Bible says, happened. Uh, Del Tackett's Is Genesis History video. It's on Prime Video. Uh, available last I checked. I've watched it twice now. Uh, it doesn't delve too deeply into any category. It covers a lot of ground in a short, well, I won't say short, maybe it's an hour and a half video. Uh, but it does talk a lot about Genesis as well and whether or not it's historically backed up by science. Um, Gad Sad, S-A-A-D, Gad Sad, his book, The Parasitic Mind, I'm in the middle of right now. Uh, it's hard to tell. I think he's actually an agnostic or an atheist, although he's Jewish by descent. Um, and it comes out in his writing a little bit, but I, I really am enjoying his take on why our society is the way that it is these days, our culture. Um, not everyone is going to agree with us in the world uh, on religion, on Christianity. Uh, that doesn't mean that they don't have something we, to say that we can learn from, and our involvement with them could help them in some way at some point. Uh, there are a lot of Christian voices out there uh, that I think are worth listening to. Elisa Childers wrote a book called Another Gospel. You may have heard about it. It's the one Target tried to remove because of one complaint by one person on Twitter who had about 700 followers. I think I have 700 followers and I don't even try. Um, so anyway, they, they removed it from the shelves and then they put it back on. There was a big uproar about it. Um, she also has a podcast that I find very informative. Uh, Allie Stuckey has a podcast called Relatable that I listen to often. Uh, she does discuss theology as well as politics. Uh, Jay Warner Wallace is another good uh, resource. He has a podcast. Uh, he also wrote a book called Cold Case Christianity. Uh, he's a homicide detective in California that was an atheist that uh, turned to Christ uh, probably 30 years ago and speaks on it often. Uh, in the areas of politics, not a good year for conservatives, as I'm sure you know. Uh, Trump has uh, lost the presidency. The Electoral College uh, voted and uh, determined that Trump did not win. Uh, so we need to move on at this point. Uh, how? I'm not sure yet. We'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see where that goes and, and how that turns out. Uh, was it a free and fair election? I don't think so. I, I think that there was fraud. I think that there has always been fraud. I think that now we're just looking for it, so we're seeing it more. Was it enough to change the election? I don't know. Maybe. Doubtful. I know in some states, um, hundreds of thousands of people voted that were more than the number of people they had registered. I don't know how that even happens or is allowed to happen. Um, will we ever know for sure what really happened? I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, I think that the government in general, whether it's right or left, is more interested in getting the result they want and not letting the American people find out how they did it. Uh, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain kind of thing. Um, the worst part of the situation was that Georgia went flu full blue on us 
and we lost the Senate too. Uh, technically, we didn't lose the Senate. It's a 50-50 split, but the vice president has the tie-breaking vote in anything that goes to Senate. So in essence, we've lost the Senate uh, as well as another state turning blue. So uh, we are becoming increasingly the minority in this country. Uh, I know we get great numbers to rallies, but if we could get those same numbers to polling places, uh, we'd be in a better situation. Possible ramifications of of these events, uh, we're already seeing emboldened big tech uh, assaulting uh, the First Amendment with their conservative purge and attack on free speech outlets like Parler. As far as I know, and as I said, I'm off social media for the next few weeks, um, Parler is unavailable. Uh, Amazon Web Services kicked them off and is no longer hosting their platform. Um, They claim uh, Amazon, Google, uh, Facebook, all of the big tech uh, giants who are in control claim that Parler was a haven for hate speech and uh, and stuff like that. I've been on Parler for, I don't know, six months or so, and I've seen very little of that. I know there's some crazy people out there saying stupid things, uh, but there's just as much of that going on on uh, Twitter uh, and even Facebook. Um, so I don't understand. Well, I do understand it. I know exactly why they wanted Parler off. It's a competitor. Parler kicked Twitter off of the number one app spot for quite a few months in a row, uh, and they didn't like it. So they used this opportunity to uh, get rid of them, uh, despite the fact that the same people are posting the same things on Parler as they are on Twitter. Um, but if you if you say hateful things and agree with Jack Dorsey or Mark Zuckerberg, then you're perfectly okay. Um, but if you say horrific things uh, and you're deemed to be a right-wing uh, activist or a person, uh, then that's that's bad. Um, so uh, it's it's a bit disingenuous, but we don't really have any control. Um, the next big ramification. Uh, it's dependent on the filibuster. Uh, some people on the left have said that they want to get rid of the filibuster. Um, if they don't get rid of the filibuster, then some of the more radical parts of the left agenda won't pass uh, because the filibuster allows the minority in Senate to hold the entire Senate to a higher standard um So basically, without the filibuster, 51 votes wins the argument, right? There's 100 people in Senate, so 51 would win it. Uh, With the filibuster, that bumps up to 60. So it's not a simple majority anymore. Uh, And less of the more radical stuff will pass because there are still some moderate liberals out there that don't agree with things like the Green New Deal and things like that. If the filibuster falls, if they take out the filibuster pretty early in this presidency, then everything is up in the air. Everything 
is even if everybody voted down party lines, it's going to be a 50-50 split. Um, and the vice president would make the determination. So things like the Green New Deal, uh, the Equality Act, which I've talked about before, the Hyde Amendment, um, the public option, which is socialized health care. If you want to look into it, research uh, Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever you use now. Uh the public option, and you'll get some information on that. I've talked about it a little bit before. Uh, I recommend that you do lobby your representatives and make it clear that you won't support them if they do go after the filibuster um, or go along with uh, the others going after it. The Electoral College will likely be gone. Uh, Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico will likely be given statehood, uh, which will give four more blue Senate seats to uh, the left. Uh, and then they'll go after the Supreme Court and either uh, get rid of some justices somehow. Uh, I don't know the legalities on how to go about doing that. Uh, but the other option would be to just increase the number of justices with Biden as the president. He would pick them. The Senate is there, so they would approve it. Uh, and they would have four more blue justices for life. Um, that would allow them to pass legislation that really goes against the Constitution uh, and force states to do things that really should fall under state mandates and not federal mandates. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll talk about uh, some the Christian side of last year and then we'll talk about some encouragement because I feel like we definitely need that. I'll be right back. guys, I am back. Uh, and now I want to talk about Christianity a little bit through 2020. For me, uh, as you know, I'm still in school. I take online courses uh, at Liberty University, uh, and I am pursuing my bachelor's degree in religion, which if all goes well, 2021 will be the year later this summer. Uh, I will complete that degree. Uh, I took some classes uh, this past uh, semester, a survey of Christianity. Uh, it was the history of the faith. Needless to say, if you know me, I made several timelines about the various periods in Christian history. I love me a timeline. Uh, it helps me to learn. Uh, it also helps me to retain that knowledge. Uh, and I love the visual of the timeline that shows me when things happened and how they related to each other. Uh, I've done many of those. I even timelined out the kings of uh, the Bible from Kings and Chronicles uh, during, with a life group uh, a while ago uh, when we were reading through uh, the Immersed Bible. Uh, History of Life was another class that I took. Um, this is the one I mentioned earlier, the, the story of Genesis 1 and 2 from a biblical and scientific point of view. Uh, hint, there is overwhelming science in favor of young earth creationism. Uh, there is a lot of science in favor of old earth creationism. Uh, there is some science uh, in favor of evolution. Uh, I think it can all work together as long as we continue to seek all evidence. 
We cannot just disregard evidence that we don't like, don't want to hear, or doesn't fit with our narrative, which is the way the world works right now. But that's okay. We don't have to work that way. We can study on our own. So Faith, Form, and Time is that book. If you have access to it or can get access to it, I would recommend you read it. I know some of it gets pretty deeply scientific, but I found it to be a very interesting read. So give it a shot if you really want evidence, not just rhetoric. Uh, Intro to Global Studies, uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, It was focusing on missions and being called to do uncomfortable work in the world. Uh, It was a pretty interesting book. A lot of reading in that class, a lot of writing in that class. Um, But I I have to say, I do enjoy the writing aspects of of these classes. Um, And then Practical Teaching Scripture was the other class I took last semester. Uh, It was my first foray into the preaching side. Um, This class taught organizing and creating talks, uh, lessons, and sermons, uh, culminating in an actual recorded video, which was graded. Uh, Mine was on the importance of the spread of the gospel, focusing on how everyone should see the importance of the spread of the gospel because of the four events in Acts that caused it to initially explode. Uh, Maybe I'll post that somewhere. Uh, I don't know about posting the video, but maybe I'll post an audio version of it so you can hear it. Uh, I, I was pretty proud of it. I got a good grade on it. Uh, so I really felt like I was on the right track there. Um, another great opportunity, not everybody is called to take, take classes or study to the level that I'm doing right now, uh, but there are options for uh, study just within your own house. Our church provides Uh, access to all of us to right now media studies uh, which is it's an app you can download it on your phone um, and it's kind of like a Netflix for Bible studies Um, I found some really great ones Wendy and I went through some together R.C. Sproul's The Last Days uh, talks about the end times. It's an end time study based on the Olivet Discourse, which is Jesus's sermon on the Mount of Olives. Normally you hear the last days or the end times, you're thinking Revelations or maybe Daniel. Uh, there are some others, but this one comes right from Jesus. And uh, R.C. Sproul, uh, the late great theologian, um, talks a lot about Matthew 24, 25, Mark 13, and Luke 21, uh, which is uh, the Olivet Discourse, and how that describes the last days, how Jesus himself describes it. I would recommend it. I think it was 12 videos, maybe 20 or 30 minutes long each. Um, Definitely worth watching. Uh, Gary Thomas's A Lifelong Love is a marriage study that teaches you to be born to be a better spouse. Uh, it was recommended uh, some, by, uh, by some friends through at our church. Uh, so we went through that together and it was very enlightening. Um, and then Matt Chandler's uh, Philippians, To Live as Christ and to Die as Gain, uh, those, that video uh, Bible study was phenomenal. Uh, 
I love Matt Chandler and the way he talks and the passion that he, he's a, a pastor in a church, uh, in Dallas. Uh, and he's just got a really, uh, different, uh, outlook and a way of connecting with people. And, and it's, it, any, if you watch any of his videos, I think you'll benefit from it. Uh, and they're available on right now media. I want now to switch gears and talk about encouragement. I know it seems like 2020 was the worst year ever. Um, I'm sure some people through history would argue that, you know, that was, if that's the worst of it, then we're doing okay. Um, I want to give you some encouragement in some of these areas that we just discussed. So first of all, the pandemic. Uh, The pandemic will end eventually. Uh, it may not be soon. We don't know. It's, it seems to be mutating and it seems to be uh, resurging in some areas. It, it's, it's having resurgences in areas that are locked down. It's having resurgences in areas that aren't locked down. Nobody really seems to know the answers. And everybody's so busy yelling at each other that I'm not even really sure anybody's looking for the answers anymore. I think they're just screaming. Uh, at each other and hoping the loudest argument wins. Um, We need to live our lives as Jesus would have by serving others and putting others' needs before our own. If that means putting on a mask to go into a store, then that's what you should do. If that means not berating the person, the clerk at the counter, because they ask you to step back to a spot on the floor, then grace up and do it. Because you are not behaving in a Christian way when you attack those workers uh, for following the rules that are set for them by people way above their pay grade. So I know you think you're being some kind of hero of the working class or the downtrodden. You're not. You're just being mean. You're just being rude. Uh, You're not helping matters. Uh, I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but I work in this every day, and every day I get something shoved in my face uh, by some belligerent customer who thinks they're smarter than everybody. Just do it, okay? If you don't want to, don't go out. You can have your groceries delivered. You can have your dinner delivered. You can have everything delivered. You do not have to go into a store if you don't want to. Um, So... Please stop going into stores and then attacking the people who have to work there eight and ten hours a day in a mask and you're throwing a fit because you have to put it on for two minutes. Enough already. Okay? Uh, So in this case, I'm encouraging you to be a Christian. Um, So mask up when you're in public. Stay six feet away from people without them having to ask and you won't have to get in that argument uh, and stop attacking them for decisions Uh, that they didn't even make. Um, Reading and study. Get into the Bible, okay? It's a great time right now to get rid of social media, get rid of the news. Uh, Listen to podcasts. I mentioned a lot of them. Right now, media, pure flicks. Um, Watch wholesome things with your family. Engage inside the house if you're stuck in there. with your kids, with your wife, with your husband. Uh, Do Zoom Bible studies with people or life groups. Whatever you can do to stay connected, please do. Um, 
social media is not going to be a friendly place for Christians going forward. Uh, they're going after the conservatives. Um, and, you know, granted, there are some radical conservatives uh, that believe things that we don't believe that go way beyond the scope of reality. But there are also uh, very radical uh, liberals as well, or leftists, whatever you want to call them. Um, but they are not being uh, shut down, right? They're not being censored. So it's going to get di- uh, very difficult to be in the social media arena uh, and feel like you have a say. So I would say get out of there. Um, limit your your groups. Um, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I don't know where this is all going to end up, but I know it's not going to be a friendly place. Uh, you can't say anything or post a Bible, Bible verse anymore without nasty pushback. So um, I would expect that to maybe continue. And if we want to stay positive and be encouraged, we need to do that for each other. So support each other and continue to serve the community. That's what we've always done. That's what Christians have done since the beginning of, since the first church in, in Jerusalem, and we should be doing it here and now. Um, in the area of politics, I, I've got to get out of it a little bit for a while. I, I, I get very angry with the way I see the world going. Um, I see the rights, the inalienable rights that we were promised uh, being taken away uh, or at least being promised that they will be taken away uh, or limited. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see, right? When, when God was Israel's king, when they had no king, they wanted a man, right? They wanted a human king. Uh, and they got far more evil kings like Ahab then they got good ones like David, right? Um, as I said, I timelined out Kings and Chronicles. Trust me, between Israel and Judah, it's probably got to be close to 90% evil kings and 10% good ones, okay? And even the good ones had their problems, right? David was an adulterer and a murderer. <clears throat> Solomon, uh, though he was the wisest in the land, uh, did not follow God's word uh, exclusively and and let his ego and pride uh, bring him down. Uh, God gave us Jesus as a king and Israel and most of the world didn't believe he was the Messiah or the king because he didn't come to get to rid them of Rome but to save their souls. Uh, so they wanted somebody to come in and take out Caesar and uh, they got Jesus instead and that wasn't good enough for them either. Uh, So we should be encouraged that whoever we get as a leader, they were chosen by God for a reason. Uh, Remember, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And because of that, we have one king, Jesus. Anybody else who's the president or the king or the prime minister or the secretary of state in whatever country you live in, uh, they are well below the stature of Jesus. Uh, so, um, should we follow their rules? We're not going to have much choice, right? The rules are going to change. Um, the good news is 
our government was built to be self-correcting. So if this next couple of years doesn't go well uh, and they try to push in some radical agenda and maybe get some of it even through, um, it will self-correct, I would hope, in 2022 at the polls. Uh, It's happened before. Uh, Every time either party had control uh, of Congress, complete control of Congress, uh, the next election took most of that power away from, if not all. So um, keep heart uh, and stay together and don't forget who the real king is. Uh, How the coming months might play out, we still have the filibuster uh, and some moderate liberals have seemed to come out and say that they don't want it abolished. Um, the, uh, we already talked about what that means, uh, what the filibuster means. So as long as that stays, um, we can be at least a little bit encouraged that, um, that some of the more radical agenda items won't pass. Uh, but if they do, we're going to be Christians. We're going to take up our cross every day and we're going to get out there and we're going to work for God's people. Um, and that's what we're called to do. And we can do that if it can be done in Egypt, uh, through the slavery of the Israelites, if it could be, um, if it could be done in Roman times when they were literally using Christians as candles, uh, or as fodder for lions, then it can certainly be done in this country. Uh, under these circumstances. Uh, And then finally, I want to finish with a few uh, Bible verses. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Okay, so as bad as you think you have it because you didn't get your way at the polls this year, there's somebody that has needs that are greater than yours. Find them and try to help meet those needs. Or partner with organizations uh, that you can donate to that are doing this work. Um, Malachi 3, 16 to 18. Uh, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Uh, Finally, I was doing a Bible study this morning, and as a quite often happens, a verse popped in that was perfect to end this on. Uh, So that's what I'm going to do. And it's Titus 2.11, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce our ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, 
who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. I think that's a good place to end. I hope that you're not discouraged by this podcast. I know 2020 didn't go well. 2021 hasn't started all that great. But if you were really expecting it to flip on a dime and become a new world, uh, you haven't really been paying too much attention, I don't think. Um, The world is not going to get better for us. Uh, Read through the prophecies, the future, the end times, the coming kingdom of Jesus. Um, It it all has to get worse uh, for that all to happen. So we need to stay strong, stick together, and help those in need, whether they agree with us or not. Uh, That's the best way to push forward in this day and age. Coming up, I, I'm not really sure where I'm going to go with the podcast. As as I said, I might stay away from uh, politics a little bit uh, over the next few weeks. I am still working on uh, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, um, and and those issues. Was was our country founded on Christian principles? Uh, what was the real battle? With slavery, uh, I know we're hearing a lot now about how the country was founded on slavery, and that's all anybody really ever cared about. I, I don't know how you make that argument and look at how hard people fought to get rid of it. Um, people gave their lives to abolish slavery. Uh, to say that the the country was just all about it, it doesn't really make sense. But um, I'm going to delve into it and find out where that's coming from. Uh, and we'll be talking about that in future podcasts. I do pray for all of you. I love you guys. I hope that 2021 is starting to turn for you. The only place for us to go to live godly lives and to live out our calling is the Bible. So I encourage you to get into that, whether it's through video Bible studies, audio podcasts, or the book itself. There's always that option. I encourage you to do that. Until next time, rise up.